Hi, and welcome to the 24th ever episode of The Sound of Not Getting Late. Well, we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? I guess this week is a woman, Angelina Dilkarman. Here Angelina proclaimed that I secretly like Creed. Listen to us play the Guess the Meaning of Sharetta game. Marvelous, she throws Metallica under the bus for mixing the bass too low on And Justice for All. All this and more on The Sound of Not Getting Late. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Scotch. Scotch. It's what old dudes drink when they stop caring about life. Hi, and welcome to The Sound of Not Getting Laid, where we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? And today I have with me... Angelina Del Carmen. How you doing, Angelina? Good, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, how old are you? That is none of your business. All right. All right. That's like Fair the enough. first question that you ask women. Yeah. The show is going to go downhill really fast, isn't it? No, oh, yeah, it never went uphill. <laughs> We're all good. Uh, no, you don't have to answer that. Uh, so tell me, what do you do? Uh, well, I'm in two different projects right now. Uh-huh. Uh, one is a, I consider hard rock uh, project. Some people consider it metal. It's called Sharetta, and we've been together for over a decade. Wow. Um, in New York City. That's we've, impressive. Thank you. We toured around the Northeast and the Midwest and mm-hmm. Florida. I wish we could have said Europe because we do have fans that are like, when are you coming to Europe? And we're like, it's hard out there for a band. It's expensive. Don't yeah. have the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got to rent a van and a guy to drive it. And, <laughs> drive yeah. straight through the ocean to Europe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly, like all all that stuff, it just it just hasn't happened yet. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'm, I just started working with a new folk project called the Nick and Ange Project. And Nick is touring all over the U.S. with uh, his other project, the Nick and Luke Project. Uh-huh. Everything with Nick in the beginning is just so catchy, right? Yeah. So, but they're like very bluegrass. Uh-huh. And we're like, you know, we're folk, but we can also have like pop aspects or rock aspects. It's like oh. my more experimental project. Oh, cool. Very cool. So you're not, you're not all about everything on 11 all the time you, you, <laughs> you have a softer side too definitely and there's Very definitely cool. some soft sides in Sharetta, but it's uh-huh. nice you know it's nice to do something that could maybe be on regular radio Oh, yeah. Your stuff is very radio friendly. I, I heard it. Sharetta or yeah. Nick and Ange? I haven't heard Nick and Ange. Oh, okay. Uh, so I only that's heard good Shiretta. that you think that. Good. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's totally radio friendly. It's really well produced. Uh, you know, bang up job. Thank you. Um, tell me, where are you from? I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh-huh. And how did you make it here to uh, our lovely Berg? <laughs> well, I always wanted to start a music project, but I really wanted to get out of Missouri. So in high school, my senior year, my theater class took a trip to New York City, mm-hmm. and I loved not having to have a car to get around, like right. taking trains. Um, I loved the energy. I loved how intense it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I knew I wanted to eventually move there, and I went to college in Springfield, Missouri, that really reminded me that I wanted to get out of Missouri. Right. Um, they're just things that Missouri can't offer you, like simple things like a film at acting class. Right. Like I right. wasn't able to take something like that until I got here. So that was another thing that was driving me here was, was more opportunities. And I don't do acting as much or dedicate as much as I'd like to. I'm just so... Um, obsessed with writing music. Uh-huh. So that's why that always comes first. Yeah, and New York's a good town for, for any creative endeavor. Yeah. Um, what kind of music were you listening to in, like, high school, going into college? or I mean, you can even go far, as far back as, like, what, what was on in the house when you were a kid. Oh, yeah, I'd love to talk about all of this. Yeah. 
So we'll go way back, like what I grew up on. Uh-huh. I grew up, now people are going to figure out how old I am. So I grew up in the 80s. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was so young in the 80s, though. But my dad, you know, he grew up in the 60s and the 70s, uh-huh. and he loved 60s, 70s music, but like pop. So like his favorite band is like the Beatles. Sure. Uh, no, I'm sorry. His favorite band is the Beach Boys. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but he also loved the Beatles. But if he heard me say the Beatles over the Beach Boys, he'd probably be upset. But he, you know, we were just jamming it in the car uh, uh-huh. when I went home for a trip. Are you talking about like old Beach Boys, like the surf music, or are you like pet sounds? And... He's like round, 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 okay. round, I get around. Right, right, right. We sing that together in the car, and he just lights up when it plays. Uh-huh. So I'm like, no wonder I, I love music because I see how much it can make people light up. Yeah. Um, but so I grew up listening to the 50s and 60s, cause, and the 60s and 70s, actually. Uh, and the 50s, too, I guess. Mostly because he loved that music, mm-hmm. and I thought my dad was, like, the coolest. Mm-hmm. So I, I, whatever he thought was cool, I thought was cool. And he really hated, like, 80s metal. Really? And I have to say, like, I always felt that 80s metal was very cheesy in the 80s well which 80s metal though like are you talking about like hair metal yes yeah that stuff's terrible <laughs> i mean listen don't get me wrong i had my rat albums <laughs> and you know all that other stuff but you know i, I definitely gravitated more towards like new album and uh thrash and stuff like that but uh but yeah that, that 80s hair metal was pretty bad so yeah, I was like 60s, 70s growing up, and I listened to vinyl, and then, uh-huh. you know, started doing tapes. <laughs> sure, yeah. And then... Making mixtapes. I think I liked pop, and then uh, somewhere in middle school and high school, got really into musical theater. Oh, okay. So that's what I did in high school. I was like, lead to musicals, and in college, I uh, played Maria in West Side Story. Okay. Um, I was just going to ask you, like, what kind of music? Are you talking Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yes. Bernstein? Yes. Sondheim? Yes. Yeah, I love Sondheim. I mean, everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, so I, Missouri is, like, really great for classical, I will say, absolutely. Classical opera, classical musicals, even, because they're not even listening, really, or, or talking enough about, like, Rent back then. Right, like, it, right. So when I finally, like, saw Rent for the first time when it was on tour in Kansas City, I cried because I was like, I want to do this. I'm tired right. of, like, the old musical the old theater school. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then when I got to New York, I kind of got over my obsession with musical theater because I became obsessed with songwriting. Right. Because I really hadn't done it much, and that was part of the reason why in college I picked up guitar. And then I, I was really into, um, I mean, I'll always be obsessed with, like, Led Zeppelin, um, 70s stuff, but in the early 2000s, I was really into the emo stuff that we um. wouldn't call emo back then. But, like, I loved My Chemical Romance. Sure. I loved Taking Back Sunday. I loved Thursday. And then, you know, all the de- now I'm getting more into depressing music, Dashboard Confessional. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But then I liked, you know, heavier stuff, too, like Chevelle. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, you know already that I love Tool. I love A Perfect Circle. I'm not so sure about their latest song. <laughs> I'm not Have familiar with it? them too much now. Oh, okay. Well, Maynard, um, the singer, like, he has a weird thing about, like, having a god or gods. And, like, sometimes he starts mocking Jesus or people who are Jesus followers. And I think it's is, kind of... Is Maynard the one that looks like a mortician? Uh, probably. The tall, shaped head? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was. He's he was usually he... in like a fucking diaper or something on stage. Oh. <laughs> or like I think they. Uh, 
they're they're on the they're going to be on the new cover of uh, of Revolver. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, a lot of not a lot of people, but I have a close friend. Oh, I can just I'll just say who it is. My drummer is Christian, and he doesn't appreciate the latest song because he feels that he's mocking Jesus in it. Uh huh. And I I think he's right. Um, but I I feel like Maynard kind of missed that chance to say. Because like, he's saying, um, talk like Jesus, walk like Jesus, get the F out of my way, Right. are the chorus lyrics. And okay. I, I kind of thought, you know, if you're going to call out Christians and say, you, if you believe in Jesus, you should believe in what would Jesus do. And right. you're being hypocritical if you're doing effed up things that piss Maynard off. That's right. probably not Jesus. Right, That's right. probably not what Jesus would do. So I feel like Maynard didn't take it all the way. Um, but I appreciate where he was going. I just think the get the fuck out of my way is where he lost to me. And mm-hmm. I'm not Christian. Right. And I think the, the mocking of people who believe in what would Jesus do, or, or Christians in general, is a bit insulting. And, and to his fans. Right. Right. So, but I yeah. Still whenever love you Maynard. get into that, when you, whenever you get into that area, you run the risk of, of uh, losing some people, yeah. you know, uh, by offending their their beliefs. I mean, there are definitely other songs that you could say, oh, maybe he is mocking Jesus, or maybe he's saying something even more um, deep than what it sounds like. So you kind of would be like, oh, let me right. give him the benefit of doubt here. But I feel right. like with the latest song that well, look what happened to John Lennon when he said, uh, you know, the Beatles were, were more popular than Jesus. <laughs> he wasn't knocking religion. He wasn't. He, he was just stating a fact. He's like, you know, more people are coming to our shows than going to church on Sunday. That's just, and, and it, it was true. You know. Um, so so that was uh, that's pretty much what you were listening to in high school college like all that sort of stuff yeah. um, but you, you pretty much stayed within pop and rock uh, I don't know that I ever stay within any genre I okay. really I love everything and that's probably just because also I'm trained to sing opera and musical theater and okay, classical so, piano so I have an appreciation for everything so, so, so you listen to classical obviously then and yes. what, what are some of your favorite composers well Beethoven will always be my favorite great stuff uh, I still like practice to fur Elise weekly uh, I've been playing that since I was like 12 um, so uh, Moonlight Sonata is I think the most beautiful romantic song ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, what about jazz? Were you, were you ever uh, a jazz fan? Yeah, I like some jazz. I love Billie Holiday, like growing up. Okay, more of the vocal stuff. Definitely, I'm a vocals person. Right. Um, who else? I feel like there's a trumpet player that I liked. Uh, Louis Armstrong? Miles, Miles Davis? Davis? Yeah. yeah. Classic. Louis Armstrong, yeah. Dizzy Gillespie. I think I, I probably, I mean, I can't name off a million blues players that I love, but I always love blues as well. Uh-huh. But again, with the vocals, like Etta James. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was pretty obsessed with her. But with blues, like like older stuff, like uh, Robert Johnson and, and like uh, Muddy Waters, that type of stuff, or are you talking like more like uh, 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 electric stuff that came out in like the... 50s and 60s. Probably all of it. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, at the end of the day, I really like, I guess if it's going to be blues and jazz, I like the catchy stuff Mm -hmm. over the experimental 
or the crappy. <laughs> or the or the stuff that's just real guttural. Yes. Like John Lee Hooker, you know, I mean the guy had the blues so bad he could he couldn't even tune his guitar. So bad. Yeah. And and like he'd be he'd be on the one chord and the band would go to the four chord and he'd just stay on the one. Whatever. Okay. As long as it didn't clash. No, it did, but <laughs> it, he didn't care, you know. All right. Drunk. So, I mean, is that, what do you primarily listen to now? Is it the same stuff? Have you added new stuff to the repertoire? Is there some new new bands that you're into that, uh... Yeah, let's look at my Spotify. Sure. I get to cheat now. Yeah. Yeah, take your time. We're not, we're not on any sort of, uh, time schedule here. We're not live. That's great. Um, Spotify is a great place to listen to music. But I would say if you really find something you love, that you should go buy the album. Well, that's how I that's how I research my vinyl. Is I'll, yeah. I'll check spot, and it's amazing how much stuff is on there. Yeah. I mean, like weird stuff, like the Shags. Is on the, do you know the Shags? Uh, that sounds familiar. They there sound were the, like there were these three girls from the in the '60s. They were from New Hampshire, and their dad had a dream that his mother or grandmother told him that. His offspring were going to be like a big pop band, like the Beatles. Now they were a Christian family, and they didn't they, they didn't listen to secular secular music. So he bought them instruments. He didn't know how to play, and he taught them how to play in the basement and with with no prior knowledge of music, and they had nothing to compare it to. So when you listen to this stuff, I mean, there's a drum beat, and then there's a guitar, and then there's vocals. The drum beat and the music are, the tempos are independent of each other. Oh boy. It's, I mean, the first time I heard it, I thought, this is the worst music ever made. But then I became obsessed with it. And I was listening to it like, I was like, it's kind of, it's like a car crash. Like, you can't look away. Like, you have to, you know, you just have to, like, get into it. I'll have to check that out. It's worth a listen. I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna almost guarantee you won't like it. Okay. But you should hear it just to go, yeah. wow, somebody thought, that yes, let's commit this to vinyl. <laughs> this is good enough. Let's like, let's commit it to vinyl. Why not? Okay, I have my recently played list from Spotify up. And I, here's what I was listening to on the way over here. I love uh, The Hunter by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, I know them. I don't know that song. It's a great one. You have to check it out. Okay. Uh, like a Stone, Audio Slave. Okay. Which I listen to a lot. I sing. I'm like... Trying to sing, da, 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 da. like it's very low. Uh -huh. Just made that sound so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 hey. Da, da. All right. I was listening to Primus. Which one? Which <laughs> American song? American Life. I don't even know. Oh, is that on uh, Pork Soda? Let's see. It says sailing the seas. Sailing of the seas of cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes me hungry. Uh, <laughs> See, this is a great, I mean, it has everything from Nonpoint to Nirvana, Silverchair. Uh -huh. I mean, I like everything. Even the Kings of Leon and the Killers are on here. Okay. But, uh, oh, Blackbird by Alter Bridge. Okay. I feel like that that's considered prog. It's specifically that song. It's like seven minutes in heaven. Uh-huh. Um, and, and the guitars are amazing. Um, oh, I just went a blank on the guitar player's name from... Um, this will bother me because he's like one of my favorites. Mark Tremonti. Never heard of him. Okay. Never heard of him. <laughs> well, he's the reason why you secretly like Creed. Okay. Because he's amazing. And Alter Bridge is like Creed without the douchebag singer. Okay. And it's fucking phenomenal. Okay. You like it. All right. Well, I'll check it out. We'll dial it up <laughs> after this. 
Um, and then I was listening to 30 Seconds to Mars and Breaking Benjamin recently to, to figure out how to write the song. I, you know, sometimes you have to go experiment and listen to different sure. sounds. Yeah. Um, and then there's this pop singer named Dua Lipa. Uh-huh. She has a song called um, New Rules. And it's like... One, don't pick, pick up, up the, the phone. phone. You know he's only calling because he's drunk and alone. Two, don't be his friend. You know you're going to wake up in his bed in the morning. Is this uh, is this like pop? Like it's on oh, the radio? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's so pop. I freaking love it, though. Yeah. Because then it's, the end of it is like, because if you're under him, you ain't getting over him. I got news I follow. <laughs> And then there's like a dance break, but it's great. I mean, it's what people need to hear sometimes when you, we're trying to go back to our terrible exes. Like, right. no, I have these rules and I'm right. following them. Dance. Boundaries, people. Yeah. Boundaries. Because the same things, and she's right that the same things happen. You go back and then the same effed up things happen, and, and it's like you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right, so. right, right. The, the definition of crazy, right, is, yes. is, is uh, repeating the same behavior and expecting different results. Well, there's a lot of crazy people in this world, but sometimes you just got to learn the hard way, too. I would say most of them are crazy. It's 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 the ones who admit it that are more sane. I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a, there's lots of songs about, like, heartbreak and, and sometimes pop can have, like, the same effects as rock. I mean, there's there's another song called I Don't Give a Fuck that I think would be a really fun rock song. And I always, I'm always looking for a pop song like that that I could turn into a Well, if, if you have a good song, right, if you have good harmony and good melody, you can, you can make it into any genre. True. You can take a Nirvana song and do a country arrangement, and it works because it's yeah. good harmony and it's good melody. That's know? always my goal. Yeah. Um, oh, so I found the name of my old show. It's called the No Limits Music Show. Okay. And I did that for two years, and I was a host on it. Uh-huh. And it was... And that was primarily about metal. Yes, okay. even though it's called No Limits. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get us to take it to other other limits and other genres, and we did sometimes. We got into hard rock. Um, but, yeah, I, I left the show. I love you, Joe. Joe does Horns Up Rocks. They book a lot of metal shows. Uh-huh. Um, and they were trying to find a replacement for the No Limits music show. So if there's any ladies... They want a lady. If there's any ladies listening who want to host that show it was really fun i learned so much so i got to interview dave lombardo from slayer yeah. who was awesome and he was actually doing an art show and it was like a photographer shooting him playing these like neon drums and like mm-hmm. flying colors it was really cool i wanted to like start my own show where i could talk about art and fashion and uh, different genres of music i would yeah. love to be talking about dua lipa but I haven't quite figured out how to do it um but it already feels like i mean i've been doing shredda's Instagram live stories and it does feel like my own little show mm-hmm. you know it, whether it's video or just I do lyrics sometimes that I'm working on or lyrics uh-huh. that uh, are already out there in the world um, and it's really fun actually I mean, we have a steady stream of followers right yeah, I guess that means I'm doing good they keep watching it next on my own television show right yeah <laughs> movies skipping multimedia right to that. All these fun things that I, I have planned for the future. Yeah. Uh, uh, you sound like an idea woman. I am all about ideas and I'm obsessed with working. That's good. Uh, I'm a workaholic for sure. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you want to hear some prog rock? 
I think so. I hope it's good. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll find out. I mean, we kind of talked about earlier that this is like '70s classic prog rock. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're the 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 we're, we're listening to five bands here, uh, ranging from 1969 to 1981. And if I don't like it, I can go. Absolutely. Or if I'm just tired of hearing it. Yeah. I have this little bell. Yep. Your your panic button. I kind of like. Hold on, I have to do the other hand. Comes. I'm, I'm OCD. Is that annoying? Oh, sorry. That's okay. So we're going to start here in uh, 1969 with King Crimson. Uh, this is what these uh, this is what these boys looked like back in the day. Okay. What do you think of that aesthetic? Just only one bad haircut, maybe. <laughs> Which one? The <laughs> short bangs. Thing, oh, Greg Lake. Yeah. Very common in that day. I think all of the Beatles had that haircut, except maybe shorter in the back. Yeah. But the yeah, bangs. Sure. It's the bangs. Yeah, 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 this, yeah. Oh, th- this is a. Uh, this is a picture you printed. This wasn't in the vinyl. Because but. a lot of the times, yeah, these guys didn't put pictures of themselves on the sleeve. I do like um, the the artwork, though. Yeah? I feel like this is somewhere in between, like, being his stomach and the inside of his ear. Yeah, I believe that's his ear. I think if you fold it out, it's oh. one big... It's 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 that face that sort of... Dun, yeah. dun, dun! Yeah. I mean, you can't get this... On Spotify. You no. have to go out and buy the vinyl. No, no, yeah. I that, think vinyl is definitely the future of music. It's coming and back. History. It's coming back, you know? It, it never really went away, but there was a time when people stopped making them, but now, like, these are all new pressings of these <laughs> records. Oops, sorry. That's okay. The only bad part about vinyl is that it's gigantic, and I'm yes. breaking your shit. No, <laughs> no you're not going to break anything. I do. I, I love vinyl. Uh, I love looking for vinyl. They're, so you're a collector. They're not all, yes. They're not all created equal, though, as I've discovered. Some of the newer printed vinyl doesn't, you can't hear the bass unless you have a really nice vinyl player. What am right. I Record you, player? <laughs> yeah, uh, phonograph. Uh, yeah, you definitely need some good gear uh, to get to get the fidelity out of it. But, you know, some, some records just weren't produced very well, so... Well, that, uh, and that's the newer stuff, because I have old records that sound great on my shitty record player at Uh home and then i bought new stuff and it doesn't i can't hear the bass and that's very upsetting that's why i bought the vinyl because i want to hear the bass. so now i'm gonna have to buy a better record player as the moral of the story well (laughs) you know we can talk about that i can give you some direction on that there's some uh there's some inexpensive really good stuff that you can get out there i mean you can spend you know ten thousand dollars on a phonograph player i don't have that kind of money Mine was eleven hundred dollars, and it's great. Uh, but you can you can get one for three to five hundred dollars. That's really that you're gonna get you know uh, the most out of it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, here we are, uh, nineteen sixty nine, King Crimson. Uh, the album is in the court of the Crimson King. The song we're gonna hear is Twenty uh, First Century Schizoid Man. Let's listen. <laughs> Well, the artist in me yeah. loves this is called Schizoid Man, and then it really goes along with the cover of this record. And Yeah, I believe that was the, <laughs> the intention the behind intent. that artwork, yeah, to sort of illustrate the, the 21st century Schizoid Man. Yeah, so I like it when uh, music can tie together with the art, too, so you, you get kind of a fuller picture. Right, right. And then this is very different from what we were looking, listening to a minute ago. Like, this is almost like I could dance to it, maybe do a little Latin jig. 
Right, yeah, very upbeat. <laughs> I think that's, maybe this is what makes it prog. It's definitely one of the aspects, yeah. Which I like. Yeah. Definitely great music to like, have some Girl Scout cookies too. Yeah, and, you think uh, it's stoner music? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I've, this song in particular, I don't know about all prog rock. I think if that was common in the genre among the fan base. Yeah. I think there was a lot of uh, cannabis consumption, <laughs> uh, LSD, cocaine. You know, it was it was the '60s, the '70s. There were, everyone was doing drugs. It's everyone before you knew how bad they were for you. That's right. What did you think of that? I loved it. Yeah. 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 You didn't time out. You stuck it out through all of its crazy incarnations. Yeah, I liked it all. Yeah? Definitely. I always wanted to uh, have, like, an all-instrumental song on one of the Shredder albums, but it's just, you know, when the goal is to get on the radio and um, get signed, there's not enough time for, let me just make a record and just have it be experimental and fun. And But you can throw a couple of tracks on, if you're doing a full length, you can throw a couple of tracks on the B-side like that. We never even got to do B-side like that, but I think in the future that's more likely. Um, Are, do you put, but you put out full-length CDs, right? We do. Okay. But, but, I mean, each song that you hear will be like a song that would go on the radio, you know? Right. So it would be like if there could be a version like what we just heard versus the radio-friendly version, that would be great, you know? But unfortunately, Yeah, you can always do alternate mixes. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Unfortunately, when you're a poor, broke artist... You kind of put all of your money into uh, radio-friendly um, lengths and yeah, <laughs> and hooks. I don't, but yeah, right. Well, that's what we end up doing. But that's why I'm not on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and we have been on the radio before, so I mean, it did work. Sure. Um, but we we go into work with any producer. They always ask that question, like you want to make a record that says F you, I'm doing whatever I want. I'm not trying to be catchy or be on the radio. I don't care. Or do you want a radio hit right. uh, radio friendly hit songs? And for me, I always want to write hit songs, but I really do love that as well. Like uh -huh. I love the experimentation and maybe that's something that you'll hear more in the future. Um, Cause we have a new guitar player, mm -hmm. Sharetta. Uh, his name is Joff. And you can find him on Instagram or Facebook uh, as Joy After Fear. And he's uh, Middle Eastern. And some of that comes out in his sound when uh, he does There's... this like dark, eerie stuff that uh -huh. I love. And that's what I, I love so much about music, too, is hearing different influences, especially when it's something like, oh, the, you know, like I love um, El Nino and the Latin sound that comes out of there. Uh -huh. And um, our other guitar player is Latin. Mm -hmm. Our drummer is Latin, so I do feel like you you hear, but you might not recognize um, the ethnicity necessarily from the drums or the guitar. But I think in the future you're going to start hearing that stuff more. That's very cool, because that that's going to set you apart from other bands yeah. uh, that are that are doing pop music. So. It only took us a decade to get more developed in, in that. It takes sense. time, man. It yeah. takes time. It used to be that record companies would sign you, and they didn't expect that first record to do well. They'd sign you for three records. First one they didn't expect to do well. The second one they you know maybe you'd get a hit, but you were you were you were encouraged to develop your sound. And then by the third one if you weren't selling, you know, uh, if you weren't making the you. numbers, then they'd go, "All right, maybe, you know." 
But yeah, that's great that like, you know, if we ever had an opportunity like that, that could have been a whole album where we got more experimental and, you know, there could be a long guitar break longer than a right. bridge. Right. Um, but we definitely do have some, like we have the apocalypse, which, you know, in the places where we could have long guitar parts, uh, we actually have a long bass part. Uh-huh. And the beginning of apocalypse is also the beginning of the album. So it it kind of doubles as an intro to the album and a song that's saying this isn't a radio song. This is an introduction right. to this album and the apocalyptic um, vision that I see right. in the world, mm-hmm. which I, you know, in the song I say that the apocalypse is here and it's now. And to wake up that's where we're at and that's why yeah. rock music is so important yeah i actually took a class in college about um the effects of art and music and politics and, oh, nice. and in the world uh-huh. and so i i see it all the time and so i don't remember which some stupid female politician republican um was talking crap about some musician uh-huh. using his thank you speech time to say something uh, about the world. And I, I don't even, I think it might have been actually at U2. Uh-huh. I think it might have been the singer said something. And, you know, he always does that. Yeah, Bono's very political. And yeah. so her response was like, stick to music. And I was like, this woman knows nothing about music. Yeah, or, or, about, or about them. I mean, yeah. they're very political. And they have been since the get-go. I mean, they, they, were, they, they started out speaking out about, um, you know, Irish politics. Yeah. Um, you know, in the IRA and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't understand. <laughs> no, she doesn't understand music. What we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not all music is, is political either, but... Um, no, but rock music typically has been since its inception. Yes. You know, um, you know, ever since the, the, the 60s, you know, uh, with Bob Dylan. Uh, I mean, he started out as folk, but um, morphed into rock and, and influenced a lot of people uh, like Neil Young and the Beatles. And the Stones. Uh, well, the Stones. I don't know. Maybe they—they they, they weren't. They—they they did have political songs, but um, you know. So this—this this, is this a record you would seek out on your own? I need to get away. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I have to. I'm a visual person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely uh, listen to more songs on Spotify, and if I really got into it, I would probably buy this. I mean, that's yeah, that's the other thing uh, I want to mention is I'm taking these songs out of context. Yeah. So... No one cares. No one. This is better. Trust me. So, you know, we have to keep that in mind. Yeah, so yeah. if you, you're right, if you don't like this song, you might like the rest of the album. <laughs> but you did like this song. I did, yeah. and I'm interested to hear. And I like that there's so much instrumentation on it. That's definitely a plus for me when I'm listening to and when I'm looking for new stuff. Now, now, if if you're with your significant other and they throw this on... They better bring some weed. I mean... <laughs> What, we're not going to make out to this. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Fair enough. That's that's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. is it something that, that suits the amorous mood? No. 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 Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, we're going to go. If you're asking, does this, does this song get you laid? No. Right. <laughs> right. If the boy's putting this on, or the girl. I mean, I, uh, I might like them more because I would think, oh, this person has good taste. Because right. even if, even if I'm not into prog rock, I can appreciate the musicality in that. 
Right. Well, being a musician, sure. Yeah. 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 So I would be I would be impressed, but I might not be in the mood. Uh, right. That's <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Okay. Right. Like I love prog rock. If I have a lady over, I'm not putting it on. I'm gonna go for some jazz or some R and B or yes. something. You know, if I want to, you know, move things to the 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 boudoir. It would be a great um, album to listen to before you put on the Netflix and chill. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is just the smoke and chill. I mean, right. I'm, I can't right. just say that it's you know you only want to listen to it when you're stoned, but. Well, but I mean, I, I think I think you're touching on something there that's pretty accurate. That yeah. I mean, a lot of this music was conceived on drugs, executed yeah. on drugs, and listened to while on drugs. I mean, I might clean my house while I listen to it, but I also smoke and clean because that makes it more fun. <laughs> you know, you're not the first person to say they'd put this on and clean the house, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is really odd. You know, like I don't know. I just don't. I don't see hoovering the rug. To uh, King well, Crimson, then you can't but, hear, but yeah, right. Or, or doing the dishes or whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. dusting, you know. But um, all right, fair enough. So next up, uh, we're going to 1971 with uh, the boys from Genesis. So this is uh, this is when Peter Gabriel mm-hmm. was still in the band, uh, okay. fronting. Phil Collins was back behind the drum kit. Um, what do you think about these boys? Um, I have heard. Of Genesis before, mm-hmm. um, and I I think I've heard both with Peter and with Phil, but I will doubt that I've heard whatever song you're about to play me. <laughs> We're about to hear uh, off Nursery Crimes the return of the giant hogweed. Oh, so the uh, there's the libretto. Okay, so the giant one. hogweed. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this is 1971. Genesis, nursery crime, the return of the giant hogweed. And then this looks like ISIS climbing the house over here. ISIS? Before ISIS was ISIS. The terrorist group? Yeah. Oh, okay. I I hadn't noticed them on this. This looks like Osama bin Laden's house. Okay, I don't. I thought he lived in a cave, but. Oh no! When they, when they got him. Oh right, he did have a. Yeah, he did have quite the uh, the palace, didn't he? I mean, he couldn't leave one room, but. Right. What do you think about this? As I'm tapping my hand, I'm thinking I don't really like it. <laughs> right, right. Now that I never want to hear this song again. I'd probably skip around a little bit, you know. It's like that scene in Pulp Fiction where Uma Thurman has to get a shot of adrenaline to her heart. It's, I mean, I, I, I rewatch that movie, but every time that scene comes on, I'm like, oh, shit, here it comes. Oh, fuck. That's funny you say that because on the No Limits music show, I interviewed the guy who did the... Uh, the Eric Stoltz? Was that his name? That's the actor. Oh, no. No, no, the guy who did the set it up so she didn't really get stabbed in the boob. Oh, the, um, uh, the, the, the prop pers- guy. Yeah. yeah, he was like the effects person. And uh, I, I actually asked him about that and how uh-huh. he did it. And he said there was like some sort of plate that the guy had to hit. Right, right. So, and he explained it all. So what did you think of uh, Genesis? It's all right. I mean, I don't really think I'd... Be like, oh, let's put on Genesis tonight, hon. You're not going to dial up nursery crimes when you get home? No. I mean, I might look at the artwork. Right. 
for some inspiration, though. It's, it's not. It's not going to be something that uh, if if the boy puts it on, you're going to be like, yeah. No. 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 I'd be like, why are you putting that on? Yeah. Right. Sorry, guys. Uh, so we're moving along here. It's the same year. It's 1971. Uh, the band is Yes. The album is Fragile. Uh, Angelina's looking at the cover here. What do you think? Well, I don't like this logo or, or this font. Yeah. Uh, well, this is before they had their logo dialed in. Yes. You know, they have a very iconic, famous logo that was done by the artist who did this cover, Roger Dean. But you're not, you're not feeling that logo. No, and I just watched this documentary uh, about Helvecta. It's actually called Helvecta. Helvetica. Helvetica. Same night. This is why I can't host my own show. <laughs> so I just watched this documentary called Helvetica. Yeah. About the font Helvetica. The classic. Uh, yeah. What the was very it? readable. Yep. Font. It's used in. It's used in the subway. It's used on Everywhere. road signs because yeah. it's super readable. And and they they write. No one cares. Which is good, because I do feel like all caps it stresses me out. Well, you're shouting at people. Yeah, I mean, if it's just Sometimes loud. it's appropriate, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's appropriate, but yeah. some people, you know, on the social media now, it's everything is all caps. I mean, and no punctuation. Yeah, no, I can't And misspelling. Uh, maybe if it's like one word in all caps, but if you do a whole sentence in all caps, you're either really mad or you're just not. You need to like think more and yell less. <laughs> I was just gonna say, or oh, you're stupid. I guess stupid. Stupid. But yeah, I've been I've been studying <laughs> font and, and graphic design lately, uh-huh. so this one uh, it kind of made me giggle a little because first off, like I I don't like the positioning of it. Um, it's so small here. And it's, I can't tell not, which yeah. one's yes and which one's fragile. Is that the bad name? Or right. That, and and, I know, and yes. if it's back here, can you read it? You know? No. It's not. It's not very readable. So yeah. I think this graphic designer probably regrets this. He probably has done better since. If you're listening, <laughs> Roger Dean, shape up or ship out, buddy. <laughs> So yeah, let's uh, check it out. 1971. Here's some. I, I printed some pictures here. Okay, I'd wear this. Of uh, sparkly. Of Mr. Rick Wakeman because he used to do some. Uh, he had some interesting wardrobe uh, choices. Yes, it reminds me of. Uh, oh, what's the piano player? Liberace. Liberace. Yeah. He looks like Liberace. A little bit. Yeah. He's he's the prog rock Liberace. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's got a lot of keys there. He does have a lot of keyboards. That's back That's before it. you could jam that all into one unit. One, five, six, seven, so eight, he eight, had. Eight, Not uh, if you have eleven arms. Right. <laughs> Apparently he does. As far as far as I know, Rick only has two. Um, he's still alive. He's still kicking. He's a very funny man. So, um, yes. Yes. 1971. Uh, the album's fragile. The song we're gonna hear is Roundabout. Oops, I'm yawning already. That, that doesn't bode well for yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I liked the intro. But I'm bored now. You're bored. I think I'm gonna do it. Do it. <laughs> I like your exuberance. <laughs> like, I'm really done now, man. That's fascinating. Maybe you're mad at me. I'm not mad at you. No, there's no judgments here. Sometimes people get mad because I don't like things that everybody's supposed to like. That's like ridiculous. Metallica sometimes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Music is so very subjective. 
you know, uh, I'm sure there's a million things that I love that you would be like, oh my God, you're disgusting. Uh, <laughs> oh, what is that? Yeah, no. <laughs> he just listens to uh, porn soundtracks to fall asleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would not, that's, that's not going to induce sleep I mean, for me. it's not the music of porn, it's the sounds of porn. Oh, the, just the, <laughs> right, the audio track of. No, nobody could sleep to that. It's not that I don't watch porn, it's that I don't listen to it. You sound off. Mute, interesting. Yes. Interesting. Not huh. that, I feel like this is an inappropriate conversation, but then I remember the title of the show, so probably not. No, there's no, there's no, <laughs> nothing is taboo here, uh, you know. And if you don't want me to leave that in, <laughs> I could take it out. Not a big deal. Um, they, who is it who says like sex and porn are kind of gross at like during the day? Like well, when the sun's out, it's, it, it does. It kind of makes me feel nauseous right now. But if we were to talk about it late at night, I might be like, oh, yeah, yeah, and joke about it more. But now I feel grossed out. Talking about it <laughs> while the sun's up. Interesting. While the sun is up, it makes me disgusting. And then they say, like, too, like, after you're done watching something on porn, then you feel disgusted with yourself. Right. Once <laughs> once the release is done, you're like, oh, what am I doing? What is that? Yeah. Where'd that cow come from? You were bored. You're not gonna. You're not gonna dial this up. Nah. I'm surprised because you have uh, a background in classical music, and there's a lot of classical. There's a lot of baroque. I don't this. know. I feel like I didn't really hear much of that. Uh, I heard boring vocals. You didn't like the vocals. No. See, because I feel like these vocals are so, the, these guys took a cue from the Beach Boys, which is uh. something that your dad was. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I would have had to listen to a different song. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. hearing Beach Boys in that version. No, well, just the vocals, the vocal arrangements, like the harmonies and stuff like that. Um, all right. So obviously you're not going to seek this album out. No. I mean, maybe I didn't get it, give it enough of a chance, but. Well, let's fade it in. Let's see where it is now. Let's see where it is now. Maybe it's. Yeah, this doesn't do anything for me. No? No. <laughs> you don't like that sort of like rocking keyboard thing? and. Oh, I guess I don't. Think the keyboard sound rocking? Okay. It's not gonna put that on the playlist. No, no. Nah. And if a a suitor puts this on, that's not you're gonna leave. Yeah, no. I mean, I would just be like, put something else on. Yeah, or <laughs> if they really want to hear it, I'll be nice and let the song play and not dance. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll don't go you, to the other room. Don't you wish you had this bell in 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 other situations? Oh yeah. Oh no, I don't want to hear this song. Sorry. <laughs> I don't like the story. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving along. All right. This is looking more modern. Uh, it's only two years later. Uh, this is uh, really? Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Okay. Uh, I, th I thought this was worth looking at because it's This kind of reminds me of, like, pretty... something. This, this is the record? Yeah. This looks very recent. I don't know if somebody else has been copying this, but... Well, do you know who that artist is? Tell me. H.R. Uh, Giger? Okay, so maybe I've seen H.R. Giger's work. He's done, yeah, he's, um, he was the art director for Aliens. Ah. He also did artwork for uh, Tool. Okay, this guy's He did look one like of their uh, uh, album covers. He also. No one cares. <laughs> what do you think about these, uh, these boys here? Oh, look at that. Yeah. They got their headshots done at, uh, what was that, that beauty place that you could go in the 90s? Barbizon? What are you talking about? No, it was like a place where they do your hair and makeup. But I guess only women did it. Glamour shots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that hey, was an accident. We haven't even started yet. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Give them uh, a chance. <laughs> I just put my phone down. Because that's a, like we were saying, the, the vinyl uh, allows for gigantic 
holdouts. Yeah, these heads are almost life-size. I mean, they're like three-quarter heads, right? Yeah, you could, right. There you go. You could wear it as a mask. Yeah. They they are yeah. So very cool. Like I, I definitely like the uh, the artwork. So yeah. that's I mean this tells me though that this is going to be heavier. Well let's see if that's accurate. That's what I would say the graphic designer is telling me about the sound. All right, well darker and heavier. Should we confirm if your suspicions are correct? Let's do it. All right. Yeah, it's very like 70s to me for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, accurate. Very, very cheesy. Cheesy, right, okay. What about I mean, it's it? It's not like 80s metal hair cheesy. No. It's like 70s cheesy. Like, it has more integrity than 80s hair metal. It does have more integrity, I will give it that. I just think that the piano or the uh, keyboard sounds are too cheesy for me. Uh huh. Chicken with broccoli. Very good then. And, um, and you want summer rolls. That's the soft ones, right? Yeah. Yes. Can't wait to eat that. So what'd you think of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? It's okay. It's okay. I like I mean, the you artwork. Didn't, you didn't ding out, but you were partially distracted by a food selection. <laughs> so. Uh, I probably would have kept listening to it. Yeah. It didn't, I mean, the, the other, the yes, really, you dinged out early. Yeah. But this one, not so much. You weren't so offended. I mean, if I, it was the whole album, I'd probably listen to the whole album. I would listen to it, but I wouldn't... I don't know. I guess I'd have to listen more to say if I'd go out and buy an album or not. Right. But I didn't... I mean... But this didn't... Your socks are still on. Yes. <laughs> not good bedroom music. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we tried. All right. So, uh, let's take a break. Okay. I'll put it in order. By the time we're done with the last song, hopefully it'll be here. All right. How's that sound? Perfect for me. Awesome. Answer the phone. Hello, Hawaii. Where is my Uh Yeah, I'd like to place an order for delivery, please. Okay, one second. Hold on. So Shredder wrote a book. Actually, Reverb Nation kind of hooked that one up. Yeah. But there are some pages from the book that I really love, and one of them was about how we got our name. So I'm gonna give you a quiz. Oh, you're giving people homework. Yeah, here. so you're gonna That's guess, awesome. guess which one's the right answer. Okay, yeah, this okay. is very good. This is like, wait, wait, don't tell me. Wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> I won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun of it. All right, all right, okay. yeah. I also have the Shredder rules. We have rules. Okay. Like, n number one rule is don't sleep with the singer. Okay. Oh, the doorbell rang. Ah, oh, shit, I gotta get the food. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna read these to you. Okay. Can you tell me which one you think's correct? Okay. A, Shredda is a deadly beetle from Egypt. B, Shredda is the Russian word for a three-legged dog. The name came about because they played their first show without a bass player. C, Shredda is a woman who saved Angelina from getting hit by a bus when she was a child. Or D, Shredda is a virus that makes you strip naked and eat people's faces off. <laughs> D is very funny, but that's a bath salt reference. I don't think that's correct. You can tell what year we wrote the book. Um, you're right, 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 right. Uh, what is what, what, the one about? Uh, would be relative to that. The now. one about the three-legged dog is plausible and sounds like it has grounds in reality uh, because that actually happened, but it doesn't sound Russian. 
<laughs> a could be correct. What was C again? C was uh, not getting hit by a butt because Shiretta saved my life when I was a child. I'm going to go with C. C. And then let's see what it says at the bottom of the book. Note. Answers may be fictitious. <laughs> so none of them were correct. Okay. No. <laughs> You're not going to tell me the real name of Shredda? The Where it really came from? Uh, I mean, I can Google to... it, but that doesn't mean it's a real thing. You're probably going to find a lot you... of fake answers. Yeah, you, you might have you made this up. We've been lying about it for a lot of years, for a decade. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you create all these fake uh, stories about it. Yeah. Uh, I, like the, I, like, I like the ambiguity. I like the mystery. <laughs> I think you should make up more stories. Like every time yes. someone asks you, you should give them a different answer. So, uh, yeah, ELP was a big, a big fail. Not a big fail. Not an epic. Fail. A little fail. It was, it was a mild fail. You weren't. You were like, mm -hmm. you were distracted. You I were, mean, it says brain salad surgery on the back, and that just made me hungry. That's the album title. Yeah. Take it back. <laughs> but no, yeah, that artwork was really sweet. Let's see what you got next. Uh, now we're rocketing forward to 1981 with Rush. Now we're in the 80s. Yeah. I'm sure Just, I'm not going to like it. That picture is actually probably from the early 70s. That's the boys back in 73 or something, 74, mm -hmm. in Central Park. Okay. And then uh, that picture is probably closer to the 80s, but that's the late 70s. Look at that mustache. Yeah, what do you think about that? horrible <laughs> this guy's hair is flying in the wind and his scarf's flying in the wind and he's yeah. got his chest hair out right it's like a promo Ooh, this shot is definitely for... like end of the 80s early i mean end of the 70s early 80s yeah spot on yeah all right <laughs> so let's check out sorry who's this rush this is rush and so i do know some rush uh this is the only band uh we're gonna hear that's not british tonight okay uh they're from canadia Canada. Uh, yeah. And, uh, Is that close to Canada? They're from Toronto. Okay. Canada. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is like... Uh, no one cares. I mean, you could. I mean, I wish there were more movements for Elise, but I'll take the one. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's hear it, huh? All right. Let's stop yapping about Rush yippy, yippy. and see what these guys do. You know this one. Yeah. Right. What do you think of this? Oh, I think it's great. You like Rush? Yes. Well, I mean, you I like this song. I can't say that I love every Rush song. I mean, his voice works with this song. I will say that there are songs that his voice annoys the crap out of me. And that there are some modern singers who sound like him, and they have the same problem where they verge on annoying sometimes. Uh-huh. And okay. it's about music that you hate. Oh, okay. So you bring in a list of songs that you, you're you like, no, I can't. I, I got to leave the room, <laughs> shut it off. And then hmm. we talk about, we listen to them and go, well, what, what's that about? Like, why? God, is there anything I really hate? There has to be. Um, I guess I would say that um, I do like some Metallica songs. Uh-huh. But I really hate the album where there's no bass. Injustice for all. It really pisses me off. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, Thank my guitar you. player and I have gotten that, into it over that album. Yeah. 
But it just shows you That's the, the one right after in ego. That that all happened because of their fucking ego because they had somebody in to play and they didn't like what he was doing and so they just like like mixed him so low he wasn't there. And that makes me mad. Well, that's when Jason Newstead Metallica <laughs> Damn you, Hetfield. Uh, that's when uh, Newstead joined the band. That was right after Cliff Burton died. Okay. And that And was- I think that's part of I think psychologically there's something about it like well, it's There's not, no replacing. It, it, it's not clear, so we can't put it too hot. But you're right; it's buried. You can't hear it. And, I'm, I'm and Jason Newstead is a fantastic bass player. Yeah. He's, he was in Voivod for a while. They covered King Crimson, the song that yeah. we heard, the first one we heard. You know. I mean, they've done some cool stuff. I, I don't know how um, successful they were, like when they went on tour with an orchestra. <laughs> I love the concept. I would love to do that yeah. myself. Sure. But it didn't quite. There were a few songs that it sounded. I would cool say on, that would suit your music aesthetic more than <laughs> them. They're I not. Mean, they're yeah. too. Rah, yeah. You know, like you have a a, a, a softer. Um, more what melodic. It, yeah. What, have you subtle it, female uh, body energy? But we digress. Uh, what did you think of Rush? I like Rush. Yeah. Yeah, I would listen to more. Yeah. And I mean... This is a great album, too, start to finish. They're a legendary band. Absolutely. So I feel that it's an artist that I really need to know. And I I mean, I do know some of it, obviously, but I I think I'd probably listen to more. I mean, you weren't instantly offended by the vocals. So once, if you can get past (laughs) that, you can be a Rush fan. You can. I mean, the the vocals are cool. It works for, for what they're doing. And, you know, maybe they wouldn't, they wouldn't be where they were if he hadn't mid-range voice right they, they right. would just be another band i mean when they started out everyone thought no one cares you might listen to the record but uh bedroom music no no <laughs> i mean maybe uh it would be it, it definitely could be in movies and television like and obviously it has before. it has been yes um, and maybe those movies could get your lady in the mood. Just play a movie, like you mentioned a movie before, that has the music in there. And then you can be happy that you heard your prog rock. And she can be happy that there's <laughs> right. that there was a, a movie. A visual distraction. Yes. <laughs> now Fair you enough. found your solution. Awesome. So, in summation, Angelina, do you like prog rock? I think so. <laughs> Well, it's time to wrap it up, folks. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. We got an I Think So from Angelina on the subject of Prague. I'd like to thank my guest, Angelina Del Carmen. Without her, I would have gone on a job interview, only to be escorted out of the building by security. Head over to our links page and check out what Angelina's doing when she's not listening to the unsexy strains of Prague. And a special thanks to you, the listener. Because as we all know, if a podcast is playing in the woods and no one's around to hear it, it sucks. It sucks. 